Hello, everybody. I haven't done a podcast in a while, a live podcast, but I've been sharing a lot with the uh, JRF members. And one thing that we did today, um, we had a Q&A call for the practitioners uh, group related to a recent class that we shared on transcending time um, and allowing yourself deeper and uh, closer connection to your infinite self. So in that Q&A call, a lot of things came through that I felt like a lot of people would enjoy <laughs> and benefit from, especially with so much craziness out there. Um, hopefully this information and all the information that we share is centering and really allows you to feel more of yourself and less of the outer world, which can be crazy. Anyway, I wanted to share this with you. I hope you enjoy it. And of course, if you're interested in the class, I'll have links um, in the description for you to consider that. And there are special discounts available right now for anyone that is financially affected by COVID-19. Okay, sending my love, sending huge hugs to all of you wherever you are and stay well. Bye-bye for now. Hello, everybody. This is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to this bonus Q&A call for the Practitioner Series of the Transcending Time um, ugh, experience that we had together that was dedicated specifically for practitioners. I'm so excited to be with you here today, whether you're here live or whether you're here in archive. It is a very strange time. Um, some of you will experience this, uh, these materials in um, archive maybe even years in advance, but when we're living this, it is right um, in the middle of uh, many Western countries' experience with COVID-19. And then there's the whole layer of what has happened to our civil liberties. So there's a lot of um, lot of layers to the experience that we're experiencing, the experience that we're having right now. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's connect first. Let's take a nice deep breath, please, in through the nose, out through the mouth. You guys are practitioners, you know this, do it your way. Oh, this is fun. We would like you to imagine that there is, how do we wanna do this? We would like you to imagine that there is that you are in a ball of energy and that there's a little hole in the center of you at the center of the sphere. And through that hole, that little tiny little hole in the sphere of your energy, the ball of your energy field that houses your you as your humanity, that if you imagine going into that hole, you imagine going to a bigger context of self. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Some of you are like, yeah. <laughs> a part of you that is beyond space, beyond time, that feels literally free and unencumbered to be and flow and create and be curious and offer and receive. It's beyond the physical, so it can be very disorienting, and yet it feels much more like home than where we are here. Okay, here in this space time. So also imagine that on the other side of that hole, if you will, where we were just imagining that there is so much love and support trying to stream to you through that teeny tiny little hole 
into your bubble as your humanness. And that the hole from their side is, is only small because of our ability to be aware of it, our ability and our humanness to be conscious of it, conscious not of messages and advice and go this way, not that way. Their main goal, the main goal of our infinite selves is for us to feel the love, the uh, truly unconditional, unending love and support, respect and honor, compassion and grace available to us in this reality on any day, including a day where COVID-19 is this very strange experience that we're all sharing together. Okay, nice deep breath. Mm. All right. Okay. So for those of you that are here live, um, you really uh, are in a prime position to share and add and ask anything that you want to. Um, I will start off with the comment section on the website that Lisa had asked. And this came in just last night and it says, hello, Jill. Thank you for this wonderful series. I would like clarification regarding, number one, how our one contracts with other ones to manifest as a team in an individual life. And two, how does this process relate to the Buddhist teaching on impermanence? Thank you. XOXO Lisa. That was fun because as I was reading this, I was thinking, well, I don't, I don't know Buddhist teaching on impermanence. And my team laughed at me and said, well, yeah, as your Jill, you don't know, but you have access to the Buddha. So <laughs> Jill, you just sit back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Okay. That's right. But me as human Jill is a little like, well, I don't know Buddhist teaching on impermanence. That isn't part of, that isn't part of my Jill. That isn't part of what I offer is, is my humanness of, of all these different teachings that are out there. So this is fun. And thanks for the great questions, Lisa. Okay. So let's take number one first which I do know something about as Jill from my own experience with my team and our teams. Okay. All right. Contracts. Contracts have been very misunderstood and mischaracterized in this reality. A contract is more like an option to partner than it is a contract to partner. There are many, many unfulfilled contracts in this reality. There are many different situations where um, regarding a romantic partner or a potential spouse that we had an option to partner with multiple individuals, for example. And then if you did pick one, maybe of those, or you made up your own, and <laughs> maybe that doesn't go well, maybe it goes great. Anyway, um, the experience with that that some of us have, which is very unusual and can be very confusing, is this idea that we're supposed to partner with one person, that we have one contract, that we have certain contracts, we have to find those contracts, with, and, the, and the idea, thank you, Jesus just said, let me let him say this, and the idea that you'll know a contract when you, when you come across one because of how you feel it is very, uh, unfortunately, untrue, because it would be easier but there's a lot of, um, let's just say, shady characters in this reality that can come across as very conscious and very wise. And they tend to be the ones, the shadier characters are the ones that tend to um, start to um, lay this line out of, 
well, we have a contract, we're soulmates, or, you know, we're, we're meant to partner on this business deal together, I can feel it. Um, and it is used by many, not all, but in a very shady, um, unconscious, manipulative sort of way. Um, and that that's very unfortunate. And what we wish is that no one would be fooled by that. And everyone would say, okay, well, I'm not sure I agree with you on that. So let me see how we get along together before I make any big decisions. Let me see how you're actually choosing to be versus how I sense you could be. And let's get to know each other like you would in any other relationship or commitment, right? So contracts add to that problem. The idea of contracts add to the problem of feeling like you're supposed to be working with somebody or partnering with somebody or living with somebody or marrying or having children and people. Um, and then it, it, there's a completely other um, perspective of what's going on there. Okay. So now that we've laid that down, let's not use the word contact, contact, excuse me, contract. Let's instead we're really gonna encourage all of you to use the word option. That you have a, a preset, in other words, an option from another level of reality that's beyond this physical reality where you may or may not work together. But there is a sort of, hey, um, if I see you on vacation, you know, apparently you're going to Cabo and I'm going to Cabo. If I see you, maybe we can have a drink. It's much more like that. Okay, it's, it's much, uh, yeah, Isis just said that's perfect. That's a fun, metaphor that's non-contractual allows for each individual to have their free will and the reasons the reason this is so important is neither one of the the participants in that preset contract knows what they're actually going to be right so all the preset ideas of well that could go well but it there's a lot of reasons why it may not go well um, based on what each individual is choosing to be the timing of when that contract is raised all of those things. So there's a lot of limited free will, limited will. There's a lot of manipulation in place in this reality under this umbrella of something called a contract. Okay. Now, going back to your question here, how are, oh, very good. Okay. How are one contracts with other ones to manifest as a team in an individual life? Hmm. Let me read it again. There's a lot of, there's the very least I could tell you really took your time with how you worded this and I can feel the many layers of it and I want to make sure I get them. How are one contracts with other ones to manifest as a team? Hmm. Sorry, I've had a very tickly nose. Hang on. Oh, there's, yeah. Yeah, Mary Magdalene just said there's just so many risks in attempting to manifest anything. Um, and then it gets even riskier as a team. And you never know who's going to want to partner um, in any sort of manifestation or creation or trying to change the world or at least trying to add something new to the world sort of experience. Um, and we just said th something actually really important right there. The way, that, the way that we look at changing the world is much more like adding something new to the world, which, which the world <laughs> as a collective and as a group of, a, a collection of individuals may or may not respond to. 
that's something we do partner together to do. Let's partner together and offer something different to the world. Um, how the world responds may or may not be the way that we want it to, um, and it may not have any response at all. It may ignore us completely, which it which it does <laughs> a lot of times, right? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kuan Yin is laughing. <laughs> She's saying, "This is so. This is so fun. This is so real." Okay. So then, what are we doing here? If we're not here with a manifest manifested sort of plan of, of contracted individuals to change the world, then what are we doing? A much more accurate representation is that all of us are here with a very unique characterization of source energy with a very passionate intention of being that, knowing at an infinite self level that we have no idea how it will go. And that's the liberation that we would love for all of everyone experiencing this to consider because the problems start to happen um, with our humanity feeling discouraged, underutilized, um, ignored, <laughs> unsuccessful, is that we often feel like we're, we're not doing a good job changing the world when from the infinite self perspective, it was never about changing the world because most of the times the world doesn't change when even if you, no matter, no matter how badly you want it to, is what Jesus just said, okay? Okay, hmm. So that's it, yeah. I definitely feel some listening to this saying, just feeling really just sort of deflated, like wow, I really preferred the idea that we were here to change the world. And let me let Kuan Yin respond to that. But doesn't it feel better to be honest with yourself about what's, what's really been happening and therefore what really is happening and therefore what is likely to continue to happen? This world isn't on a timetable like that. Yes, there are ages, but even ages have a very dynamic, flexible um, unharnessed sort of way about them. This world is not something to manage. It, it just isn't. It's part of what makes it delightful. And it's part of what makes it frustrating. And for those of you that are more on the frustrated side of that, you t probably are more of the nature that you feel overly responsible for your world. And you feel like this world is a reflection of you, which is it, which it isn't. Um, and you also feel like you have more control over yourself in this world than you actually do. And that's a different level of sort of vulnerability and humility than, than you'd probably ever been willing to consider. But I, I feel as Kuan Yin, it would be in your best interest as the source energy that you are and for your ability to, to better enjoy yourself and your light and God and God's light. Um, by making that significant adjustment. And we're happy to talk about that further. Even if you're listening to this in archive and this is kind of striking a chord with you and you have a response, please just feel free to put a comment in. Um, this is extremely important. Okay. Now let's see if there's anything else related to this one. How are one contracts with other ones to manifest as a team in an individual life? Okay. So let's talk, we've talked about what it isn't. Let's talk about what it is, right? and how an option shows up. An option 
shows up when it when it does happen where you come together in a lot of the same ways of how a group like this found each other right there is a sense of uh otherworldly resonance of a voice or a laugh um or a face or eyes there's something um almost like uh pre-coded in you to oh oh there there she is or there he is right and it's a it's in a pleasant way it's not in a uh oh <laughs> go the other way sort of way it's in a very it feels like home it helps you feel at home here it helps you feel at home in your body it helps you feel at home in your light um, it feels like home here those kind of options are more like what you and I are doing here. And I'm speaking as Jill that happens for me all the time when I meet you guys at, um, if I put together a workshop or a conference, or if I put together a trip, I constantly feel that sense of hominess, um, with you and joy. And just like, it does feel like a cosmic family reunion. It's just, and it's amazing how well we just click together. It's really, yeah, very special, very, very special. Anyway, okay, so that's that's one example is this. It can also happen with clients. And with, with your clients or your patients, it could be very interesting because as a practitioner and as a bringer of light that's here to create a new sound, um, a new vibration, a new vibrational frequency of light, you actually have uh, a, an option to if you will, serve or offer to many. So many more may recognize you, if you will, than you being able to recognize them. Um, to them, it may feel much more personal, their connection to you, um, than you're feeling it in reciprocation to them. To them, it may be more general of, oh, I'm so glad I'm helping, right? But it isn't like, I know you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, in, a, in a fun sort of like, oh my God, I totally know you. And it's, you know, I think all of us have had experiences like that. Okay, so, and I don't, I don't think, Lisa, you meant this on the soulmate, romantic, um, sexual partner sort of level, but I do want to address it because it does fit nicely in this conversation. So let's go there too. And we don't have a lot of other questions, so we've got all the time in the world. Um, okay, now in the romantic side, it gets really interesting because of our, because of our, I was going to say weakness, and I said it's not weakness, but because if for any of us that are romantic, that are more the Captain Kirk than the Spock <laughs> in the Star Trek metaphor of, of using our emotional body in a certain way, the Captain Kirk type energy fields and heart center consciousness structures are much more susceptible to be romantically drawn to somebody with the idea of being meant to be together or a soulmate or a twin flame or a twin soul or, you know, anything similar to, to those types of phrases where the meant to be together. And there was like agreements and another, another level of reality and, and source energy that, that we're supposed to come together as a yin and a yang and that kind of thing. Um, that gets really, really, again, those of us that are more Captain Kirk like in our, in our softness of our heart and the gooeyness of our love um, are more susceptible to falling into that pattern. Um, and an upgraded way of looking at all of those situations is even if you do feel an immediate attraction to somebody, again, whether it's romantic or business or friend or, 
you know, whatever, any kind of relationship, it is always wise to also take into account what they're actually choosing to be. Not with not what you think they're capable of, not what you not what you see as an opportunity for what they could be in this reality, what they're actually what they actually are, what they're actually choosing to be, i.e., what they are in this reality. Are they honest or are they dishonest? Um, are they honest with themselves, <laughs> right? Um, are they healthy energetically and emotionally? Are they able to say they're sorry when they screwed up, or are they one of those more narcissistic types that just they can they never see that they've done anything wrong. So how could they ever get to the point of an apology, right? Um, there's just so many ways that this thing can go bad quickly um, when we're not giving someone the credit they deserve for what they're actually being, not how they make us feel. Because some of us have feelings based on what they're capable of being and we disregard and ignore uh, what they're actually being, right? Clients too, right? Um, clients that don't pay their bills, clients that constantly are late, cons- clients that um, they feel good when they're when they're with you and you make progress with them, and then just because of the way that they are in their energy field, they they are always right back where they were before, expecting you to pick them up again, and then maybe even blaming you, um, wanting you to feel responsible for their well being, wanting you to feel responsible for their health and wellness, and their spiritual connection and all these things. And that's just really, that's not, that's, that's never going to work is what Isis just said. So beautifully blunt. (laughs) Okay. So this opportunity that we have to be more clear and more honest with ourselves, um, even if we're the Captain Kirk uh, Star Trek type of energy field is a huge upgrade because it allows us to be more honest that yes, there, we, there may be an immediate, um, instant sort of attraction there that that may be not just romantic, but business connection. I feel like I know you, that sort of thing. But then the next step is, okay, let's get to know each other. Let's see what they're actually choosing to be and then see how I feel. Maybe irrespective of the option that we had set in another element of reality that could have destined us to be an amazing pair, an amazing team, right? Okay, so... <laughs> Many of us regarding romantic and business and everything set up a whole bunch of options. We set up a lot of, um, if you will, pre-life situations of individuals that we may help and that may help us, Um, that we may help each other, that we may work together to manifest something and put something together. And that immediate reaction can lead us sometimes into bad decisions because we're giving too much credit that, oh, well, my infinite self must have known better. No, your infinite self knows and knew that there was the potential for something to go really well. But your infinite self also knew but what maybe we forget, which is that that connection should may not go the way that, that even, it may not be the best case scenario, maybe a worst case scenario based on the unpredictability and um, unscripted, non-destined nature of this reality and how it actually operates amidst free will being an option and amidst the very, very wide spectrum of consciousness and therefore connection that we can have, especially as humans. Okay. 
Okay, so to get uh, to give a very real world example, I've definitely had situations where, and uh, well, to give the backstory because I don't know if some of you know this part of me, my husband and I met when I was 17 years old. When he was 18, he was a freshman in college, and I was a senior in high school. And as I had my, uh, if you will, connection activation sort of experience when I was 38, 39, I'd already had what 20 years, 20 plus years with him. We got married when we were each 23 years old. And as I got more energetically um, aware of the consciousness and infinite self-structure that I am um, also, right, <laughs> in addition to my Jill, I started to be more aware of people that I had met in my life and people that I was meeting in my life that I could feel that sort of like, wow, I could imagine like being with that person. Um, and that's so weird. And it was really unsettling and strange. And I see now in my client work and even in my in friendships that people really, really put too much emphasis on that. Just because you have that, that immediate sensation with somebody does not mean that you're with the wrong person, that you should get divorced or start, you know, microscopically nitpicking every aspect of a, of a human relationship that you're presently in. And I was really glad that I had that foresight because my, oh my God, I just, I would pick Jeff every day. Um, and it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't matter, but it's interesting when I do consider some of the other individuals I've met that I'm like, I could actually, I can easily, like too easily imagine a scenario where I hadn't have made the choices I did and I could have made other choices and then I look back at it, I just kind of step back from it and say, huh, would I still make the choices I'm making today, given what I do know now and what I don't know? And it's like, yeah, I really, I really would. And that doesn't mean everything's perfect, but I still like my choices that I'm making now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I just felt, yeah, I mean, I do want to talk about relationships. I don't have data to support this, but I feel like the divorce rate um, in spiritually consciously connected individuals is unnecessarily high. And I find that very sad. Um, it's it, like I said, it is very unnecessary. I have clients that I've, and then clients slash friends that I know, um, obviously that have, and Metatron is just teasing me. He said, well, obviously you know them. <laughs> Jill. Okay, fine. I'm a little, I'm a little squeamish on this topic, I guess. But I, I have had people say to me, oh, I had a session with so-and-so and it was such a great session. And she was just really, you know, like not cool with the fact that I'm with, let's say, um, Joseph. Um, and like she predicts that we'll get divorced. She feels like my vibration's way too high for him. Um, she feels like I'm not, we're not a good match anymore now that I've, you know, had my awakening and yeah, and within months, the, their relationship is spiraling and they're divorced and then, and then it's something else. To me, that doesn't mean that that was like it shouldn't have happened that way, but I just feel like there wasn't enough consciousness, a conscious reflection and conscious questioning of that advice that they had gotten from somebody. There's a, like I said, the divorce rate's just really, really high. 
in our community. And there are marriages that probably shouldn't be marriages anymore. There are people that probably don't bring out the best in each other and maybe will never bring out the best in each other. But there's a lot of other marriages and partnerships that aren't perfect, but they do or they could uh, with you know sufficient emotional maturity and self-love be something that's truly supportive and adding amazing love and benefit and support of multiple types to each of the individuals involved in that relationship. So anyway, we happy to talk about that further if you guys want to, but um, if any of you ha have been in a situation where you are uh, now single and you were um, a part of a, a part of a relationship, we would just really, really strongly encourage you to notice if you're maybe overly recommending uh, being single and that a relationship is a trap and that the relationship is in any way um, a limiter to one's light and one's progression of light and expansion of light in this reality. Because nine times out of 10, a relationship isn't the reason that somebody's light is suppressed. Nine times out of 10, the, the reason that anyone's light or connection is suppressed is because of the individual uh, structure that they are operating within as their one. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to add about that? I'm just asking the team. They're like, no, that's good. They didn't even ask for it, Jill. <laughs> good point. Okay, let's go back to the other question here. And I'm just going to refresh to see if there's any new comments. No, we're still working on Lisa's. Good questions, Lisa. Thanks for your questions, Lisa. Okay. Number two, um, how does this process relate to the Buddha's teaching on impermanence? And I, I obviously we have to <laughs> we have to get the Buddha in here because I don't know as human gel. So let's see <sighs> what comes through here. Hmm. The beauty in my view of impermanence is the freedom of it that there is such fluidity and flow in in every breath and in every thought and in every moment uh, and that is such a wonderful um, operating system to have particularly in your humanness in the reality that you call home temporarily as as your human experience so when I think of the, what I intended with the concept of impermanence was the concept of claiming your free will in every moment and really noticing, oh, that's so good. Thank you. I, he just said, did you feel that? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Um, really noticing when another is almost steering you into an outcome that may or may not be your will. Because oh, it happens all the time. Sometimes with beautiful, benevolent intentions, where a leader or a healer or a partner uh, really feels like they know what's best for you, and if they're more of the narcissistic variety, then they just, they only know what they think is best for themselves and that's all they care about. So they'll, they'll do whatever they can to sort of steer your decision and your choices and your behavior and your actions into what they want it to be. 
Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of variety in between of individuals that they, they think they know what's best, and they're really clear about it and very convincing about it. And Joel's going to sneeze here. Hang on. So let me go back and look at the question so I can feel back into it and, and reconnect here in that alignment with the Buddha. The more that the more that you can not only accept but even appreciate the unscripted nature of your reality, that there are no contracts, that if there were contracts, they would be torn up and rewritten with every day <laughs> with a lot of people. The unscripted nature of earth and of humanity and of your reality that you're currently experiencing as your humanness is such a blessing because it gives you the freedom you need to be what you want to be, what you are led to be, no matter who is doing what to whom or who isn't doing X, Y, or Z. You need that freedom. You need to claim that unscripted nature for yourself so that you can be as responsive as you are capable of being. And some of you are naturally more flexible than others. Some of you tend to be more rigid and prefer structure and prefer control and prefer predictability. So <laughs> nothing like a, nothing like a, um, a global pandemic <laughs> to, uh, to, to rattle you know, that person's cage. Um, and I extend love and compassion for you in that experience while recognizing that you are far more fluid and flexible than you're giving yourself credit. And if you are one of the types that have relied on structure and predictability um, and even rigidity to feel strong and sturdy in your light, it is based on your lack of trust in your fellow humans, which I respect and which is very well founded. But <laughs> another way to look at the entire situation is this isn't about trusting others. This is about trusting yourself. This is about trusting yourself as a bringer of light, as a pillar of strength, and as a structure of of source energy and flow um, in your world, which only, as only you can be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of icy structures just fell away uh, from several of you in, in that context. Perfect. Your light isn't your light because of your control over it. Your light is your light because your inability to control the love of God in any reality. And who would want to? Okay. Let that love for yourself be part of the system that allows you to be source love in your reality while accounting for the fact that there is tremendous unconsciousness, there is tremendous emotional immaturity in your world, and a lot of individuals acting more like toddlers running with scissors in, um, 
yeah, in space time. Okay. Okay, that was huge. Okay, let me, I'm just going to step back in as Jill and just look at this question again and see if there's anything else that any, anything else that wants to be said about this. How does this process relate to the Buddha's teaching on impermanence? Mm, oh, that's a big layer. Okay. Okay, even if, even if there were contracts, that were about a team manifestation, about creating something in your world and changing the world. Even if that were the case, it wouldn't last. <sighs> Free will leads to structures being built, experiences being made, beautiful things constructed that the next time you turn around, they're not there. There's constant change. Some of it conscious and well thought out and a lot of change that's not conscious and not well thought out at all. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's like, welcome to our world. And which is COVID-19 like, wait, why don't we have masks? What? Who? What? Why do we have, why do we have endless amounts of shoes, but we don't have enough medical masks? Oh yeah, that's right. We don't experience pandemics that often and highly contagious diseases that we've never, um, unlike we've ever seen before. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should probably keep some masks around <laughs> and gloves, <laughs> especially for those that are, you know, experiencing in the, in the, in the thick of that, the, the virus, you know, it's just, uh. <laughs> yeah. At one point our ancestors knew this, right? And then, and then we forgot again, <laughs> right? Oh my God. That's, crazy time. Oh, Samson's dreaming. It's so cute. Okay. All right. So that, yeah, that feels really, I mean, it's not that, not that, not that it's necessarily good news, but it is important to know. Yeah. I really appreciate uh, the Buddha right there and Kuan Yin being involved in that as well. And Isis, of course. So what else did you guys want to talk about today? Um, oh yes, I do need to let you guys know that. So there is there's a document and it was, it was part of the original offer. And then it took me a week, I think, to get it posted. And it was sort of a list of before and afters um, that I was inspired based on our teams to sort of lay things down in terms of this would be like the, the old way and this would be the new way, or this would be like maybe the current way for some of us, but there's a better way. And I was basically channeling tons of the, the, uh, the, the sort of this is the outdated way and there's a better way but there's so many I think I got to easily 40 and I was like I don't I don't even I mean like wow okay there's a lot of afters to put in there that I still haven't put all the afters in but I think I got a, a, a good chunk at least 90% of the befores in at least as they are right now um, so that document is available on the, on the resource page. Um, it's in item three. Let me just go look really quick so I can point you to the right place. <clears throat> and then I'd love to hear from you that are live. If you want to type in, or, um, I think you have the option of raise your hand, or I could just unmute everybody. It's such a beautifully, you know, intimate little group here today. Okay, let me find the. I think it's an item three. Yeah, it is. 
Um, so it's in, it's the last item in item three on the website, okay? Um, and there is a downloadable PDF link there. And if you have any trouble accessing it, just let me know. But um, that's, that's a good one. And that may lead to further questions for those of you. And we do have another Q&A call set up for the end of this month. <laughs> My allergies are just, it's the season. <laughs> okay. So let's do this. What I'm going to do, if you guys are okay with it, I'm going to unmute everybody. Um, and then you guys can mute yourselves and just that will allow you to really ask any questions that you want to. So all of you are unmuted right you. now. Um, so if you want to mute yourself, you can. If you want to add anything, I would certainly love to hear from you if there's anything new that you're thinking of based on what we just said or anything. Okay, so I'll just be quiet for a moment and any of you can chime in. I'd also love to know how you guys are doing. Um, whether you are, you have your own business, your own practice, um, we could share strategies. I've definitely been pleasantly surprised at the responsiveness of, of my audience with amidst what's going on. And I feel very focused and um, motivated to add different tips and things, not knowing if it will really be helpful and not sure that they need to hear it, but just to hear anything. Um, feels good and some of them have said oh my god I, I look at your website every day just to hear you and and feel your energy because it's very calming and centering to me and all of that you know it's like okay good i'm glad i I'm glad i did that post today um anyway i'm happy and i would love to hear from any of you about what strategies you're finding to connect with the people that you know you support okay hello mary rose i see that you just entered we have everybody on unmute um, so that they can share or not share. It's totally up to them. Um, but we're in kind of a, a live Q&A mode here. It's kind of quiet. Quiet group today. Hi, Jill. Hi, Mary Rose. How are you? I'm doing good. Here's my husband. Hi, husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it was crazy because I couldn't get on for the longest time. Oh, that is weird. I bet. I, mean, I, I literally on my computer just got on. That's oh, why I'm so glad you did. I wonder if part of it's just the internet being strange with every, but it's Saturday. I wouldn't think that most people would be on. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Yes. Well, and I'm plugging in my headset. So oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I really appreciate you being out there in the world and sharing your knowledge, Jill. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Your inside because... If I want cutting edge, you're the one I come to. Oh, that's good to hear. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's so you'll, really you'll have some fun things to listen to, Mary Rose. I think I feel like some of it will be new. Um, the Buddha had a really um, meaningful answer to somebody's question, and I, I hope you love it. You'll hear it in the archive. Okay. Yay. Yeah. How are things going though? It's super quiet. We may wrap up early, but how are things going for you? Is there anything that you want to share or report on or? You know, it's, I, for me personally, I found it very interesting just how I've been in the flow mm. and, um, and being the observer and staying centered and anchored. It's quite amazing to me. And Are you I'm surprising very, yourself? Is that what I'm hearing you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Surprising yeah. myself that mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, if it would have been four years ago, I would have been in chaos. Mm -hmm. you know, it, That's huge. It's That's huge. huge. 
Yeah, and being very grateful to be where I am, you know, in a lot of different levels and to be, be able to hold space. And I really understand for myself at this moment, it's holding space. Yeah. And, and one of the, and I find this interesting in the last week or so, I've kind of come to a point where I'm doing the Pono um, Pono Pono. Oh, prep. beautiful. And, and the different people that I've been on calls with, they're starting to add it. So we're adding it to consciousness. So that makes me feel like, okay, you're on the right track. Nice. So thank you. I wanted to share those pieces. Very good. I'm so glad you shared that. That's huge. And it's, it's good to hear that because I, I am hearing that from a lot of us that have been, been, that have been hanging out together for years. Um, there's just a, a different form of inner stability to the, to the love and to the sense of inner peace and to the sense of inner strength um, based in source energy, I believe, that allows us to withstand a lot of turmoil. And um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it's really put to the, yeah, Buddha just said it's really put to the test in times like this in terms of, okay, how, how is that inner light going or not going? Because you can really feel it. It's sort of like a little flame, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a tiny little candle flame and a wind comes up, it's, you're out, <laughs> right? But if you've got a really big bonfire, it, it can withstand um, a lot. And, mm -hmm. and if it's a really good bonfire that's timeless, it can withstand anything and yeah. everything. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I just wanted to share that. So beautiful. Hi, Jill. Hi. What's your Hi, first name? Anne. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm not like I. I have. I feel like I have so many questions, but I don't know like how to word them. So. Oh, that's okay. And I'm just giving you a big hug. I'm so glad to meet okay. you. I'm glad to hear. From, are we meeting kind of for the first time in this experience? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'm gonna nice set up a you. meeting. A uh, uh, reading with you because I. Bought the whole package oh, but right. I do have um, yeah. what's coming up is like so I've just opened your before and afters and I think yeah. that's where I kind of have um, so I understand it logically the before and after about because I feel like I've learned to be in this role of like healer and fixer mm -hmm. and now I completely understand like that's not where I want to like that's not how I want to operate Ooh, but, like so okay. what so like I'm kind of trying to grasp like what my role is now mm, oh okay let me just I'll, I'll just you know because I don't know exactly how I'm going to say the answer either so I just wanted to <laughs> sort of commiserate with you on that but what I'm feeling first from your team and from our teams collectively is it's a transition from I can solve their problems to I have a lot to offer for them to solve their problems. It's a different level of ownership for fixing and problem solving where you know you're an ingredient to it and you can be an ingredient to it, but you, you aren't the one that's going to be kind of carrying the ball over the finish line. That has to be them. Does that make sense, Anne? Yes, completely. I guess, and like, how do you, like, how do you go about, um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of the language of how you speak to your people mm, about okay. that. Okay. Okay. So let's do, let's take a super specific example that you have with somebody that you, is it a client or is it more of a unofficial 
uh, problem solving situation where maybe it's family and friends. Can you give us a super specific example of yeah. what you've tried? And then let's do the, let's do the update. So I'm, I'm working on going in a new direction with, with doing everything. So I was an acupuncturist. I still am, but I'm, I'm leaning toward more intuitive coaching. Oh, nice. Congratulations on both. Yeah. And so I, and you know, with programs I've taken, it's always been like your offerings are about fixing a problem. Mm, and oh, yeah, that's, that's not really resonating with me anymore. And okay. so, you know, like how, so I don't, I guess, yes. let me try to think if there's something specific coming up. Um, so if a client came in and said, I have digestive issues, you would have said, oh, I know exactly where to put the pins in. <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. And, and of course, we work on the energy level. So there's a lot of other things going on than the physical. But yes. it's very much we speak about the physical you know, and other things may come up. And of course, there's connections. And with certain people, you, you really, you know, there's so much going on there that yes. does need language. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. So let's take that example, because I'm sure that that is an example <laughs> that comes up quite a bit. Okay. So when you are working, yeah, and I love how I'm just going to let your team say this. When you're working with them, though, haven't you noticed that there's other sort of advice that you feel coming up that has nothing to do with that digestion? Always when always. <laughs> there we go. That's what we're talking about, right? So they think they're there for the problems with digestion. You in the midst of offering a solution, which is a solution to that specific issue that you're also um, uncovering other things that they don't know to ask Anne. And that's where, especially for you, that's one of your sweet spots. You know what to offer that they don't know to ask. How is that? How are you feeling right now? I'm very curious. I, I love it. <laughs> I, because it's, it, that I've been trying to, um, it's so true because yeah. My, that's why I've shifted over because I'm not interested in working with the digestive issues, although that's what brings people in. Yes. But what, yeah. And, and all these other things happen that we're not trying for, like transformation in their life. But, yes. And so that's what I want to work with. I know, because you know that that stuff matters more than the digestive, yes. really. Yes. And so they okay. don't have the question for it. I know. And I have this, I kind of have an answer, but kind of not the words for it. Yes. And that's okay that you don't have the words for it because you will as you go. And the more that you give yourself that space for, for answering questions they didn't know to ask <laughs> or offering advice they didn't know they had a question about, the more of a rhythm you'll create as an for how you address topics that are very timeless very um, transcendental and far beyond their digestive issues. So I know it's a big ask, but we're really asking you to not worry yet about what words you'd say or how you'd bring it up, okay? But we do wanna offer you some ideas for structure for how you do that, right? Because you are really good as an acupuncturist. You are really talented at helping um, address problems on a multi-dimensional framework with that work. 
So one idea you could try out is because, well, let's, let's talk about the idea to try out and then we'll talk about why it may be uh, very good, at least in the short term. Okay. One idea you may want to try out is that you re uh, you restructure the offering where you're going to, you know, you're going to tell the client, okay, you're going to tell me what you need and then we're going to address it with acupuncture and then we're going to have 20 minutes built in. So I'm going to, I'm going to charge you a different price. Um, we're going to have 20 minutes together because in the process of me helping you with the issue that you came in for, there's a lot of other energetic areas for improvement that come up to me with my giftedness and with my connection. And it would be irresponsible of me to let you walk out the door without sharing those with you. And it could be that when you leave and drive home or ride your bike home or walk home or whatever, that it's what we said in the last 20 minutes that you didn't know to ask that end up having the biggest difference and biggest healing of benefits to you in your life. How does that feel, Anne? It's, I, I'm definitely getting the clarity that <laughs> I've been, good, good, good. I've been wanting. Okay, so, so the benefits to this is that you currently know that your, your own wisdom, your own sort of like, oh, they've got this and oh, they've got that. Ooh, that would be really cool if they did that. They may want to try this. That process of, of your, if you will, soulfulness and infinite self and wisdom bubbling up is currently transpiring and you're accessing it through the protocol of the acupuncture and the system that you're using. So what, what you, you have it, whether you do the acupuncture or not, but your current way of, of harvesting that garden is through the acupuncture. So did you already close shop regarding acupuncture? Or is it still operating? I, I closed shop. Okay. Um, I have my license. I can open up any time, okay. but I closed up to reassess. Okay. And is there any part of you right now, Azam, that already misses that, that, that delivery mechanism? I did for a long time and I kept trying to go back, but it okay. kept feeling off. Yeah. Okay. I could totally see why. Okay. But it's still good. And the, the other benefit of the acupuncture is for those that, that don't know what to ask, right? There's, I know there's a huge portion of, there's a, there's a good portion of people that want a session with me, but they don't book a session with me because it's too intimidating. There's very, there's a different kind of intimidation with acupuncture, right? But it's not like on a, like on a psyche level of, I don't know what to ask, <laughs> right? There's none of that fear or hesitation. So the system that they, they recommended you consider is actually quite genius in a lot of ways because people that are already open to, or a lot of people have already heard about acupuncture, you're on ramp to getting people to say yes so that you can offer what you offer is, is really good. And now with this addition, this extension of you adding more of your soulfulness that isn't about the needles, right, is just a whole other sort of freedom and liberation for you. How you doing? That feels really good. I'm good. I'm excited. And you could, I mean, you literally could charge 2x and you could structure it where, sorry, acupuncture just in and of itself isn't available anymore. 
Um, and here's, here's a really important part to express to them, whether you're sending out an email to your former clients or whatever, the reason why, you know, I, I'm extending my offerings, I'm doing acupuncture plus intuitive readings or intuitive coaching or however you intuitive guidance. Ooh, that'd be good. Um, the reason I'm doing this is that I saw that the acupuncture is great and that it does help but the benefits are too temporary. And I, I sensed that there was a lot more benefit and life-changing opportunities for what I could offer. And I love you and I love me enough to not want to leave that part out. Or something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this feels really good. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. And then the other part um, related to wording and things like that, please don't worry so much about the wording because you have a really, really deep, wide energy field. And it is very common that um, individuals that are like that have really, um, I want to say frustrating time that the words never feel. Um, adequate. <laughs> so it's sort of like, it's sort of like there's this sort of, sort of like, why bother? <laughs> why bother to put words on it? Because what's, what's in your field is so, is so great. And then the minute you put words on it, it was like, well, that doesn't even begin to describe what you're ah, going exactly to say. exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's true, by the way, of every artist and creative, right? It's so every artist that either they paint or they dance or whatever, there's always the sense of, oh, I feel it. I feel it in here. Or, or composer, Bach is just going up, <laughs> right? Um, that, you know, you, you have it in, inside of you. It's coming from another level of creation, of source. And then you have to translate it in this reality. And it's, it, it never is like, yep, that's what I meant. <laughs> Okay, so, but it's, it's always worth a try and your light put to words and your healing put to words, Anne, is so worth it. So please adjust your standard of, and, and just knowing that, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but I, human language is done through words mainly. So I'm going to try to put words on this, knowing it won't be perfect, but knowing it's better than not saying anything. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Anything else that you want to add? You said you had lots of questions, and we've got time. And I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like there's anyone else that, that it may, they may be having a hard time getting on too. So I'm here, and um, I mean to put you on the spot or the pressure on, but I love your questions. Um, I don't know if I have questions, but I keep going back to that list of your before yeah. and afters. Um, I just opened it because I couldn't open it before, and I'm, um, I. I, I haven't, like, I can't, I'm not really reading it, but maybe, could you maybe go into that a little, like maybe yes. one example? I just like, just to feel it, to feel yep. the before and after as you speak of it. Yep. Very good. I'd be happy to. And I sense that for the next call, um, we'll have more uh, conversation about this because I think there was something funky and suspicious um, about the accessibility of it because okay. there's a lot here. Okay, let's see. Is there one that stands out to you that you'd like me to kind of uh, talk about? Ooh, I like number four. What about number four? Number four, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so 
what's written here and I may edit it over time because it's it like for it's same with me and the words are like, Oh, the words don't begin to describe. Okay. So the before is pain is for growth. The upgrade is pain can offer growth. <coughs> Excuse me. Pain can also just offer pain. What an individual does with circumstances of any kind determines whether the situation is made into a growth experience or not, making lemonade out of lemons. But the infinite self didn't need the pain or the growth. The infinite self is always whole, always complete, was never unevolved, and was never needing school. Oh. The reason, and I just, <clears throat> I'm actually, I think more satisfied with those words than I originally thought. The beauty of this upgrade is that there is so much pain in this reality. And contrary to what a lot of spiritual teachers talk about, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So we do live in this reality that is often painful, often um, paining, <laughs> And this opportunity that we have to embrace a level of source energy amidst the pain, that the pain, oh yeah, this is really good. Many healers and spiritual teachers and channelers, et cetera, have had this misconception that, they're, that pain is between them and God. So they have to get rid of the pain in order to feel God or that God isn't fully present in their lives as evidenced by the fact that they have pain. And that if they, if they were able to get rid of the pain, then they would be able to be fully the source energy connection. And that is such a huge distortion and a lie. It's, it's just not true, was never true. Nothing can get between self and God. Nothing, including pain any amount of pain. There's no amount of trauma, pain, or suffering that could ever get in the way, get between self and God. And it's exactly the opposite. The more pain and suffering and trauma that someone has been through, the more they would benefit from the God vibration, the source love, the source grace and source healing that they desire and probably need more than anyone else that hasn't been through such hell. <sighs> so as healers, <clears throat> then the objective and this, oh, and this just relates perfectly to your, to your point. <clears throat> then when somebody, and when a client or a patient shows up and says they're in pain, the mindset may have been before, oh, let me get rid of that pain for you. <clears throat> but it may not go away and it may not be as easily extracted as one would think. Sorry, hang on. <clears throat> so the new mindset would then be, let me help. And you may not say this, but the healer would think it and uh, vibe it on some level. Let me help them feel God amidst this pain. And let's do what we can for the pain. But first, I want them to feel God. And that is exactly why in, in my client work or even, I'm sorry, I really have to clear my throat. Hang on just a second. 
wow, we got a good throat chakra thing going on here. Um, that is why in my work, the first thing I want to do when somebody says they're going through a painful situation or, you know, they've been diagnosed with cancer or they have COVID-19 or whatever, the first thing I want to do is say, I'm so sorry, because I want them to feel God's love and God's compassion for right where they are now. It, their pain is a problem, but God's love is never a problem. And that should be ideally the starting point of any sort of healing um, experience is helping them feel loved amidst the pain. And the challenge for a lot of healers is that, remember earlier we touched sort of briefly on this idea of a Captain Kirk versus a Captain Spock or he wasn't really, Spock just said I wasn't a captain. <laughs> That's true, you weren't a captain, okay. Um, so the, the Spock type energies, who a lot of healers are more like that, sort of more maybe lacking on the bedside banner, but super like clinical genius, wizardry even. Um, they're not as emotive in their God's love, but it is a form of love. I feel like, and I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but for some reason, those two archetypes just work really well to understand or to, to convey what I'm trying to say. The Captain or the, the Spock types feel love. It is, it is source love, but it is a very different structure of love than the Captain Kirk types. And it can be very misread in humanity, that very clinical Spock-like form of love, because it's very emotionally detached. It's not using the human emotional system to, um, to sit in, in terms of the love and the compassion and the, the presence and the support. So for those individuals there, um, we do want to offer, for those that are more Spock-like, that the way that you would do that is by allowing yourself acknowledgement of their pain, that it isn't the problem to solve. It is the experience that brought them in so that you can be an embodiment of source confidence, source strength, and source, um, it's almost like bravery and courage to willingly look at the pain and look at the situation and say, this isn't so scary. Because the advantage that the Spock-like folks have, they tend to be pretty fearless. Nothing intimidates them. There's just this, oh, COVID-19? Oh, we can do this, right? We got this. The only thing that could happen is we could die and death isn't even so bad, right? They just have a completely different way of looking at everything that some of us as Kirk, so just like, ah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about death, you know? Um, anyway, so there's this, this freedom and, and bravery of looking at all sides of every scenario in a very fearless, sturdy, God will be there too, <laughs> you know, sort of vibration. And that's, that's beautiful. Okay. All right, so how did that feel, Anna, as we were, or anyone, Mary Rose or Area Code 303, <laughs> as we gave that example of number four? Is there any sort of insights or observations that you want to share there? I love that one. This is a good, this is a pretty good list. Go ahead. Yeah, that was so good. Um, oh, so good. That, but I, I'm sorry, I'll let someone else talk. No, Anne, you, you go first, and then we'll let them have a turn. Okay, so, but I have another question about this because it was so perfect and that you picked this one because it's been coming up for me because I completely am on the after page in terms of my, um, I don't know if it's it, in terms of my knowing, but there's a part of me, I don't know if it's like a habit 
or that keeps, I feel like, going through the cycle of pain to growing through pain versus growing through love and okay oh i have this i think i have it i think i have an answer okay i think i have a little key to unlock that door Anne. you ready is it true that you attribute your connection to source and your healing abilities to a painful experience that you had in your life I, I, I think so <laughs> because that's what led me to healing. Exactly. That's, that's, that's right. That's exactly what we were sort of nudging mm -hmm. you to. This is true for a lot of people. And it's funny because I was just talking with a friend um, who's also a client uh, on the phone a couple weeks ago. And I was, I was lamenting the fact that this is to me, Oprah's situation and why she loves the hero story so much is that she, and this is very, it sounds very uh, presumptuous of me, but I'm using my connection and I've never met Oprah and I, I may never meet Oprah and I don't, I don't need to meet Oprah, but she attributes her strength from her trauma. And what she does not know is that she is a tough form of light in all ways, even as her infinite self. She would have been the tough, strong advocate for anyone, including underdogs, including those that have experienced trauma. She would have been that whether she had been traumatized or not. Okay? So the placement of I am strong or I am a healer because I, in your case, because I had to be, because I had to heal, right? So the it, that's fine is because it got you to your strength or your healing or whatever. But a truer story is I am a healer and I used it for myself in this situation. I have goosebumps all over me. It's so, it's so good, Jill. It's sinking in so oh. good. I just feel like all over me. Yeah. And I would love to be able to tell Oprah that because I think she would just be blown away. Um, and maybe she'd be less enchanted to keep finding these, these broken, you know, survivor stories and keep putting that up because it's really a problem in this reality because so many individuals feel strong, but they haven't been through. And it's hard to, then we get to comparing drama and trauma. Well, I didn't have to survive that. So I guess I don't have a good story. You know, I was laying on the, on the ground eating cockroaches because I didn't have food <laughs> or I couldn't move. I mean, so many of us don't have a hit rock bottom kind of story. So a lot of us have felt sort of on the sidelines because we don't have a good story of overcoming some horrible thing. And we're sort of like, I guess I'm waiting for a trauma to get my turn to talk. <laughs> That's so silly. No, I think this was my question. You answered. You just answered. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Okay. Thank you, Anne. Good job. Okay. Who, who else wants to add anything about that or ask or whatever? We're here. Well, hey, Jill. It's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I was wondering if that was you at Area Code 303. Yes, yes, that's me. It's me. And I wanted to celebrate with Mary Rose. I am so surprised at how calm and steady I am with 
being told I can have no income for six weeks and having so much chaos around, I just, I'm so grateful for how steady I feel. And I, I really, really affirm the grace of that. That's such a gift. And uh, the other question, I, I need to listen to this again. I, I understand, but my question was actually what you addressed in the Zion um, mm-hmm. conversation with um, Bridget, and I think maybe Stephanie, I don't remember who asked the question, but okay. when, when you were talking about a team manifesting. <gasps> oh, I'm so glad you clarified Yes, okay. Okay, okay. Can you tell me a little bit more? Because it'll help me feel your question about it. And yeah. Well, it was, it was just, um, it's like that just kind of channeled through in Zion and um, it was like different ones choose to come together at a time in a single individual. And Bridget said, oh, like a team. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so that, oh, yes, thank you. That's exactly, okay. So different, yeah, it's just, yeah, Jesus said, hang on before you just launch out this, Jill. This is a very, very <laughs> important question. Okay. It's important to know that what you are, not just you, Lisa, but any of us, especially in a group like this, which is why we created the practitioner's form of format of this and flavor of this. It's really valuable and important. And we would even say imperative to know that what you are as an incarnation of light is a combination of infinite energy and source energy that has never been in any combination before. So you are more than a one. You are a team embodied as a one in terms of your humanness. And that's why we like to remind that, and that's why we use the word team, because it is a sense that you are more than one soul And the more a lot of those of you that have decided to stick your neck out in terms of I'm going to try doing something I've never been taught before and I know I don't know is my humanness, I'm going to put this to the test that there's other layers of source energy I can rely on and be and animate that are nothing that I've been taught as my humanness, right? It's purely transcendental. It's, it's, very paranormal, right? That that what you're leaning on in that experience is layers of source energy that you don't necessarily have ownership of, but you have access to. So Jill first did a sort of meditation on meeting your guides, which maybe a lot of you have done, and maybe some of you have even taught. For the way that that Jill had been wired and with the timing, et cetera, when she met her team, it was a spokesperson, if you will, that was at like a podium, but behind that individual metaphorically was like Wembley stadium. So that's why when she, she immediately recognized that she was a collection of source energy that she could never individually meet. And she asked us, she said, well, who are you? 
And we said, we are you. And she said, what does that mean? And the way that we've helped her see it is we will be whatever you need us to be, to be the source energy that you are as Jill. So when people say to me, who are my guides? I just, I totally get it. I get the question. I understand why they're asking, but they're making it way too small. And it could be that some of us are more maybe adaptable to this idea that we don't need a simple story there. All I know is that I feel we all have access to the system and that for any of us that can be willing to consider that it's true, we can be an absolutely stellar version of ourselves and constantly surprising ourselves at, at what we can be and what we can offer. And I mean, what else is there, right? Um, how resilient we can be, etc. So I as my ancestors or I as my Jill or I as my team in, in parallel lifetimes, may not have ever been through a crisis like this COVID-19. But there's a level of, I've got this, right? I can figure this out. That doesn't mean there's some predestined script for me to follow. That means that I have and will always have whatever I need to face and handle anything I encounter in this world or could ever encounter in this world. How does that feel, Lisa? Yes, uh, that feels really good. I, I understand. Mm -hmm. It's wild, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now related, now that I have that context, I'm so glad you're on the phone because this is, this is even, I love what we said the first time and I love, this is what you meant. <coughs> and I'm sorry, I forget it wrong, but it was, it worked out well. <laughs> so now how does that relate to your question number two about the Buddha and impermanence? Because I feel like you, well, this, this part isn't a question. I feel this is you offering your wisdom about how this fits in with Buddha's teachings on that. Um, well, what, what I was questioning is if we come in as a one and we, we have a one throughout time, <coughs> then that didn't quite make sense. But what what the Buddha said about impermanence and flow and how nothing is permanent. We always have yeah. creativity that, that clarified it for me. Okay. And I, I can see, thank you. I can see how, when I say you're one, I'm, I mean the Wembley stadium version of one <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that, um, energy is very dynamic and very fluid and you guys really really dependent that Wembley Stadium of what I am as my infinite self changes based on what I am being prior to my 38 year old doing more things like this my Wembley Stadium was probably had a lot of vacancy <laughs> right because it was just I wasn't asking much I wasn't asking much of my Jill I was, you know, identifying myself in a very more normal way with, yes, I knew that I had access to things and I was a version of myself that I knew most people weren't, but I wasn't really putting it to use in a, in a very, you know, sort of uh, unparalleled way. 
so then when I started to do that, I feel like more of that energy was like, oh, it, she's, she's doing this now. So we need more people on the team because she's doing her, her first reading. So you guys got to show up, <laughs> right? Um, so that sense of endlessness and infiniteness that your team is not static, it's not rigid, it's not even necessarily predefined in that way. It's, it's entirely dependent and what we will allow ourselves to be in our humanness. So that's why when somebody says, well, you know, I'm not this or I'm not that, I'm just like, well, have you tried? Because how do you know that? And it, that, and it doesn't mean that the first time we do something, it's like, whoa, you know, an angel singing, but there's a sense of hey, better at this than I thought. And I wonder if I try it again, if I'll keep getting better at it and create my own flow, my own rhythm with whatever that is in a very dynamic way. And that really um, elaborates on what you mean by the one. That, that is very helpful. Good. Very I'm helpful. so glad it came up. And I, yeah, I, I, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is where I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing that there are things that, I mean, I've taught so many classes at this point that there are key tenants that are in classes from like five years ago that I kind of forget I haven't talked about in a while because I'm like, oh yeah, we already did that. And I have, it's unfair for me to assume that just because I said it five years ago, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. So maybe that's why I have to rely on Q&As and things like this and great questions like your guys <laughs> to be like, oh yeah, no, we know that. We, here's this, you know? Yeah. Maybe if I weren't so lazy, I'd write it all down <laughs> in some, some book like, you know, A Course in Miracles like they did. Yeah. That was, that was very, that was a lot of work. That's funny because my team was just talking to me about this last night. They were, I was, <clears throat> I was acknowledging that the the person that put together the Course in Miracles was definitely also a team, very much like we're describing. And the fact that they they went through that labor, literally, of putting it all down and having it so beautifully organized, and and I haven't read it as Jill. I think I think you guys know that. But I was really like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. How great. But then I also felt that individuals team say, yeah, but we didn't have all these other distractions like you have right now. Um, we didn't have the option of just, you know, hopping on a podcast or teaching an online class to get it out. So yes, it benefited us, but you have other ways of sharing that are different and great and stop feeling bad. <laughs> Hmm. How are you guys doing? Anything else anyone wants to add? I can't believe it's been an hour and a half already. Lisa, how are things going for you in general? And then Mary Rose, I see your hand up. I'll go over there. But Lisa, how are you doing in general? Really well. I'm, I'm delighted with how well I'm doing, actually. Oh, so glad to hear it. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Wonderful job, sister. Thank you. I'm bummed I won't see you at the end of this month, but we'll have to do it another time. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me go over to Mary Rose. Thank you so much, Lisa. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mary Rose, we can hear you. Okay. I 
that was good about the one in the stadium that made more sense to me that that was a definite help and then i realized that i don't think i'm asking for enough like i'm keeping myself small oh, so that yeah. that was big good yeah. good 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 oh that's huge yeah i feel your team just like yes yes she heard it exactly the, the way they were they, the way they were you were hoping they the way that they were hoping you would um this yeah you guys i get so excited about people trying new things i love to try new things i love to have new topics i talk about you know what do i know about the the afterlife process and my team's like more than you know more than you think you know jill just start talking about it and we'll just fill you up with and i'll go oh my god oh my god i didn't know that right so i love to push the envelope myself as jill in what i think i know or what i think i can offer or what I think I can do, or how I think I can add more records, right? Of records, not record player, but more notes, more sounds of light, um, more truths of light, because I don't know the end. And, and now I realize there's probably never an end. So it's not about getting to an end. It's about continuously being surprised and pleasantly surprised at, hey, we offered something new that's helpful and an upgrade than what was here before. And that's my metric of whether it was worth doing or not. Was it here before? And was it, does it add more help and more support for people feeling and knowing the love of source energy that's available to all of us and that we really need here? That's my, that's my metric. And I would encourage all of you to consider your metric in that regard, because it, um, it will help you decide that a lot more is worth doing <laughs> than you're probably currently saying yes to. <laughs> I, feel, I feel laughter. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that was a good one. Yeah, Mary Rose, anything else that you wanna add yeah. about it? That was, yeah, good, good, good topic. And it's, it's also helpful to know that we can create our own flow instead of going with the pattern of before. And to me, that's so freeing. Yay. Yay. Perfect. 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 Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please do. Um, and this, yeah, that's exactly right. There is, um, and this is where I don't know if I have this on my before list, but I'll add it. If I don't, I'll make a little note of it as I'm saying it. Um, there is an idea in spirituality and consciousness that as as you know humanity grows and evolves and if we if we are march, marching towards a um a truer sense of consciousness that there will be this unification and this um sort of centering in on oh yes this is what we all believe almost like going into a funnel versus coming out of a funnel <laughs> right? Going into the narrow part of the funnel versus going into a widened part, the opposite way. Um, to me, the more that we are our source energy, the more diverse things get, not the more universe does it. It doesn't get unified. It gets diversified. And that is very counter to what a lot of people are expecting. And that's a that's a big problem, right? Because for a lot of people, they keep waiting for the world to agree with them. And that isn't how consciousness works. In, as our infinite selves, we aren't all in agreement, but, 
but we don't need agreement, right? And that's the difference, is that there's this premise that to have peace on, on earth, we all need to be in agreement. Um, and that's not necessarily true. There have been tremendous elements of eras of peace on earth that wasn't based on agreement like we think it will mean. Um, there's a lot of a lot of diversification, a lot of disagreement, but disagreement doesn't have to mean death and doesn't have to mean war and doesn't have to mean pain. Agree. Yeah, agree. So big. Yeah. Woo. All right. All right, you guys, anything else that anyone wants to add? Otherwise, we'll call this a wrap at 90 minutes and you guys have the before and afters now and I'll keep populating those. And um, I mean, I'm still here. I'm just doing kind of a version of a close. But if anyone has a new topic to bring up, I'm totally here. Um, for the next call that we have in, I think it's like four weeks, I feel like we'll have, um, well, we'll know much more about this COVID-19 mystery. Um, and you hopefully have more time with the before and afters and anything else that you want to talk about there, I'll obviously be there. I do want to encourage everyone though, um, don't wait to be asked to offer something there. And it, it relates in a lot of ways to what Anne was talking about. I, the way that I see it really others, clients, students, um, patients, a lot of times they don't know what to ask. This world doesn't know what to ask. It doesn't know what to pray for. So I feel like for any of us that have a, that have some sort of inner guidance system of, wow, this world could really use, or I wonder if this would help even just without knowing the outcome, but being curious that it might be an improvement. I feel like we have a very special role to play in creating a sense of being self-motivated to try something out, having no expectation maybe about how it will go, but wanting so badly um, or so goodly, <laughs> wanting so goodly for this world to feel and know God more truly, feel and know source love more truly, feel and know well-being more truly, that we'll try a whole bunch of things out, even if nobody's asking for it. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to add? <laughs> As I make you my little note about my other before and after I need to add. Okay, that feels like a wrap, you guys. I just want to say thank you. Um, it's, it's, um, I didn't want to do this call by myself. <laughs> and I'm so happy. <laughs> thank you, Mary Rose. Good to see you too, sister. Um, it's, I'm very grateful for those of you that could be here live. And I hope that for those that are in the archive that you got a lot out of this. I hope that for those that can join live for the call at the end of April, I'd love to see you and hear you. And um, I do feel like we have a very beautiful role to play alongside each other, supporting each other in a very unique way in this reality as the very unique um, essences of light that we each are. And I love you. I hope you know that. Um, I believe in you. I, I will always believe in you. I will always have confidence in source light and I will always want to make myself available for a group like this that is wired very differently. Um, and we offer so much in terms of source energy in this reality. And that doesn't mean we fix everybody's problems. It doesn't mean we fix the problems in this world, but we have a very different offering 
um, that is incredibly healing, incredibly centering, and does definitely make a difference. It's worth it. It's worth it or we wouldn't be here. And I know that for sure, especially because we didn't have to be here. Now that, that we're over that game, which, which, which before and after item is that, <laughs> that we didn't have to incarnate? Let me find it just really quick. Um, oh. Okay, number eight is part of it. Number eight, number 10, number 11. <laughs> it's a lot of them. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. Love you. And sorry if you had trouble accessing and getting on the call. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but it happens. Anyway, I love you. Could be problems with Zoom too. Anyway, bye guys. I love you. Love you. Good to see you, Mary Rose. <laughs> bye Lisa, bye Anne, and everyone else who's here. Love you guys. Bye-bye.